Hello and welcome to the All The Things Podcast. I'm your host, Sophia Merlot, and each week I'll be joined by a guest to help me deep dive and learn all the things and their expertise. Hello, everyone, and thank you so much for tuning in to the All The Things Podcast. As always, I am your host, Sophia Merlot. If this is your first time here, welcome. Enjoy the show. Normally, I do have a guest. Sometimes I sprinkle in some solo pods. This is going to be one of those episodes today. This is actually, if you haven't read the title, part two of the things I wish I knew before starting a fitness journey. So if you haven't listened to part one, they don't need to be in order, but I do encourage you to either listen to that one or when you're done with this episode, go back and listen to part one. I think will bring you tons of value. Before we start getting in with some more tips and things I wish I knew before getting into fitness, I want to do a little catch-up with you guys. I always like to have some sort of catch-up in the intro. I feel like we're starting to really get to know each other. This is episode 22. You guys are starting to see more of my personality. I'm interacting with you guys more on social media, which I love. Again, I gotta put that plug in there right away. Instagram, all the things the pod. Facebook, all the things the pod, or at Meta, should I say. Also, guys, what are your thoughts on Meta? I personally think it's so that if Facebook crashes again, the stock doesn't go down, but that is purely my opinion. There's no rhyme or reason to it. I just think that's the case, but I do want to know if you guys think it's stupid, if you think it's cool. I think it's kind of stupid, but to each their own until Mark Zuckerberg gives me a billion dollars to state my opinion. I'm going to leave it at that but yes you can find us there at all the things the pod or as always like i say in every episode you can send us an email if you want to be on the show or if you want to learn more about the show and that is at all the things the blog at gmail.com also our website is also at all the things the blog.com if you want to check us out on there now for a bit of a recap with you guys since i've last sat down to chat with you some exciting things have happened again going back to social media if you follow us on there then you would have seen the queen the podcast queen the ice roller queen herself lauren everts bostic not only commented and liked and interacted with our page but she shared three of my photos and my reel of me dubbing over her voice to one of their skinny confidential episodes you guys i lost my shit i was so excited i look up to her so much not only in a podcast space but just as a business person in general the space she's created in the beauty and skincare industry is insane she's really carved and innovated her own market and her own lane And I just think she's hilarious and herself. So that was so exciting and validating for me because we did nothing for Halloween and the only thing I knew I wanted to do or could do well last minute was being her and Michael, Dylan as Michael, for Halloween and posting photos. So that was fun for us. And we were debating all day if we were going to go out. We had a few ideas. We picked up some things, but everything was such a gong show. There was no set plans no big group of friends doing anything a lot of our friends actually also stayed in. I was happy staying in. But while we were still deciding if we were going to go to a party or go out at all, I don't care if you don't believe in this, listen to my story. I was like, let's ask the universe if we should go out, what's the best thing for us to do? And we were definitely leaning on the side of staying in. We were very much on the same page as that. But then we kept seeing angel numbers. I can't remember if it was 333, but it was like, you're on the right path. Like, you've confirmed, I don't know, it was something that, like, you've made the right decision to stay on this course, and I was like, 
find the universe told us to stay in. And then that's when I posted everything. And honestly, it just made my entire week having that interaction with Lauren and the Skinny Confidential and having some more eyes and downloads on the podcast. So that was awesome. If you're new here and you came from that video or from Instagram, hello, join the party. Where have you been all my life? I'm so glad you finally made it. That was definitely a highlight. Then on the flip side of that, I think it's only right if I tell you a highlight that I tell you one of the lowlights of my week. I think everyone can relate to having lowlights of the day, lowlights of the week. So let's all just talk about it and normalize all the shitty things that happen to us during the week, and then we can laugh about it later. Mine, I also think it's really fitting for this episode, is I've just been feeling a bit down about body image in general. I think I mentioned on my part one that I do have some aesthetic goals that I'm trying to hit. I don't have a set date on them. I'm trying to be really gentle with my body after doing this whole reverse diet and really fixing some metabolic issues, but I think I thought I'd be making more progress than I am, and it's easy to feel down on yourself, but this isn't one of the tips, but I do want to remind you guys too, if you're in a situation that you're trying to have aesthetic goals, maybe it's tone up, lose some weight, or put some muscle on, whatever it might be, to be kind to yourself, to really be realistic with yourself, and know that if you're tracking macros or tracking workouts, that you're being honest in doing so, but also not beating yourself up if you haven't reached a certain target by a certain date or whatever it is, just as long as you know you're really doing your best, that there can be a million factors going on, and it's normal for everyone to have days where they don't feel so great about how they look in certain clothes or just in general. So that's kind of a low light for the week, but I feel comfortable sharing with you guys. I think it's super on topic, and I hope none of you are feeling like that, but I think it's a pretty universal thing that a lot of you will relate to as well. And I briefly mentioned this, but I really do want to know what you guys dressed as for Halloween if you went out or you just put on a costume and took a photo. Sometimes that's more fun for me of getting the right shot. What were your favorite celebrity Halloween costumes? For me, of course, Hailey Bieber, do I even need to say? She killed it as Britney Spears, but I think it's such a Hollywood thing. I wish I could participate in this trend of having a full-on Halloween photo shoot just for the photos and then going out as something different. If I, if I was a celebrity or just had that disposable income, you bet I would be doing that. I would probably be doing that just on a Tuesday to get the right Instagram photo, to be honest with you guys. Who else did I love? Chloe Bailey. Oh my gosh. Her as Lola from Shark Tale. You guys don't even know how seen I felt. I feel like Shark Tale is just such a big part of who I am and my childhood, and so many people don't relate. So the fact that she made it mainstream, made it sexy, made it cool, like, I want to be Lola now next year. And if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, look up Chloe Bailey Halloween costume. Look up Shark Tale. It's on Netflix. I watched it a couple nights ago, not gonna lie. Watch Shark Tale has a killer soundtrack. Who else really killed it for me? Oh, Lizzo. She went as Yoda or Baby Yoda. I don't know which one, but I saw a TikTok of her and people talking to her and she was trying to play off that it wasn't Lizzo. And then they totally caught her and it was just really cute. Harry Styles for his Harry Ween. You guys, Another sad story, get out your mini violins. I had tickets to see Harry Styles and he canceled his Canadian tour 
and I'm still not over it. You guys, can you just imagine being at Harry Styles? My boyfriend was going to come with me. My best friend was going to be there. Like, I probably would have cried. I would have had such great content of me singing Bally on stories for you guys. It will happen in the future. I'm putting it out to the universe that will be at a Harry Styles concert. But yeah, his Dorothy, I think it was like a custom Gucci look because of course it was. But those are my top ones that come to mind. So probably then my favorites. Let me know what yours are. And with that, you guys are probably wondering when we're actually going to get into the episode. So let's begin now. And here is part two of things I wish I knew before starting a fitness journey. Number one is not to rely so much on changes on the scale. So with this, I do want to say scales are important to track progress. They can be used. They can be a really helpful tool. But I think like any tool, they can be really helpful and they can be really hurtful. I think if you're solely focusing on the scale, there's a million factors that can manipulate numbers throughout the day. And if that is the only way you're measuring your progress, then I think you're just setting yourself up for some real disappointment. You're setting yourself up to measure the wrong types of movement. What I mean by that is you could be losing a lot of water weight, but still maintaining the same amount as fat, the same amount as muscle. Water changes so often, literally from the time you wake up to the time you have lunch to the time you go to bed. There have been tons of changes and fluctuations. So again, over time, you do want to see that trend, whether that stay the same, go up, go down, and you do need the scale for that. But if that's the only way you're measuring, I don't think you're setting yourself up for success. So some of the things instead are measurements that might be triggering for you. If that is triggering you to measure yourself, I encourage you to investigate that trigger and get to a place where you can just accept the numbers and then do the work to change in a healthy way what your goals are. But measurements are true representations because you might be putting on weight, but you could be adding muscle, losing fat, so still really on track with an aesthetic goal, but the scale could actually be going up, which might be contradictory to what you're trying to achieve measuring by how your clothes fit if there is a certain pair of, I don't know, jeans or a top that doesn't fit quite right. And then a few weeks later, a few months later, it feels really great. That's a good indication that you're reaching your goals or progress photos. And this can be hit or miss. I think you have to be really critical and kind of look at yourself as a different person. Otherwise, at least for me and anything, not just progress photos, it's easy to see what I want to see in a photo and I can kind of talk myself into there being a change or not being a change. So take that one as you will. I think you need to know yourself and how that will work for you. But again, especially over a long period of time, like I would say minimum three months of work, progress photos are great because then you see yourself every single day. You might not think that there's a change. The scale might be exactly the same, But then you compare those progress photos and then you realize how far you've come. So all those tools are great, but I would not rely so much on the scale. I wish I knew that earlier on in my journey and use these other tools way before I actually started implementing them to monitor my progress. 
Number two, and this is actually something I came to realize this year, is that body positivity doesn't work for everyone. This is not to say I don't think body positivity is a great movement or something that should be celebrated. However, I wish someone told me as I was gaining weight in this reverse diet journey that you don't always have to love your body and love how you look all the time, but you have to accept your body. So maybe that is body positivity. For some people, I see body positivity as loving your body at every stage, every size, every way it is. And yes, again, I think that's a great thing, but that's also really hard. And in my own experience, again, this is just from my own experience, you guys, I couldn't get there all the time. And honestly, I still struggle getting to that place. However, I do accept my body. I do appreciate my body. I know all the wonderful things it does for me, all the wonderful places it's taken me, and I need this body forever. The one thing you have your entire life is your own body, and you better believe you have to take care of it. So for me, not quote-unquote loving my body doesn't mean that I mean to my body or that I hurt it. It just means that there's sometimes where I walk past a mirror and I'm not always like, damn, I look good. And I understand that that's okay. And I realize I'm a work in progress, that I'm always going to have different goals. And that I know there will come a time where I do walk past a mirror or I do look at myself and say, damn, I do look good. And that doesn't mean that it always has to be at a different size or a different weight. It could be you try on a completely new outfit and all of a sudden you think you're hot shit and that's great. And then a few hours later you change into something else and you're like, "Mm, I'm not in that place anymore. But this idea to me that you always have to love your body and love every inch of your body and every kind of mark or whatever it is, just doesn't work for me. And I wish someone told me this sooner instead of me feeling like there was something wrong for not loving my body as it changed. So I hope that if this resonates for you, that I'm saying this and that you know there's nothing wrong with you and that you have to come to a place where you can appreciate and accept your body versus always loving it. The next thing I wish I knew is more food-related, and that is to not let cravings turn into binges. So this kind of relates back to some of the tips in part one. But if you're really craving something, honestly, go for that craving, settle that craving, and then be done with it versus I feel like a lot of times people will go for substitutes, and then by the end of the day, you end up having whatever you're craving plus an extra, like, 500 calories and you would have been just so much better off having whatever you are actually craving. It doesn't mean you have to have a lot of it, just enough to settle your craving, put it away, be done. If you're craving something a lot, then be real with yourself. Is this just a craving or have you got into the habit of having this extra treat or junk food? Has it become part of your routine? Or is there some type of vitamin or mineral that you're lacking and that your body thinks is in this kind of food. I know chocolate, cravings for chocolate can often be linked to low zinc levels. 
So I don't know, maybe you're not having enough salt. You're sweating out a lot when you're working out. Your electrolytes are low, so you're craving chips. Again, that might be a bit hard to discover, but really taking a critical eye on the variety of foods you're eating, if there's something that you could be low in, how often you're craving something, but then also to allow yourself to have that craving, satisfy it, and move on with your day. My next tip or thing that I wish I knew earlier on was to find out what holds you accountable. This can also be viewed as what makes you motivated, but I think motivation can run out quickly and have interspurts of it. There's times when you just don't care and then times when you're super motivated. So I think accountable is a better word that implies that there is discipline and doing things that need to be done, not just because you want to do something. So maybe for you, it's actually signing up for a fitness class that you have to go to, or if classes still aren't available because of COVID, maybe it's an online class, but you get charged if you don't log in or sign up or something. I know something my mom and I do because we both have to wake up so early in the morning is just a quick text in the morning saying, hey, I'm getting ready, or sometimes it's, hey, I slept in. But just knowing that there's someone else going through that like 5 a.m. wake up with you and doing the same thing. I know I always feel so much better once I'm just actually at the gym or even on my way. I just have to get out of bed those first five minutes. And then I'm like, okay, I'm really glad I did this. Sometimes you do. Of course, last episode, we also talked about the importance of sleep. But then there's also times when you're just lazy and your bed is just so warm and cozy, especially these rainy Vancouver mornings, but really knowing what holds you accountable. So again, whether that's signing up for a class, texting a friend to hold you accountable, maybe if there's some kind of challenge or routine you want to try out, there'll be someone at your gym or someone in your social circle that you can do together. And I think just knowing someone else is going through the same thing or facing the same challenges, or you don't want to be that person that lets the other one down, so to speak. So that alone can just hold you more accountable. I don't like things that you have to spend money necessarily. Like if you've already purchased some type of like workout program and then that's it, there's like the sunk cost theory. So it's like, you've already spent that money, so it doesn't really matter anymore. Like, everyone's different, of course, and you never want to waste money, but things that I think hold you accountable on a daily basis, at least for me, work better than, oh, well, I spent that much. It's kind of fine now. It's been long enough where that could have been a couple dollars every day, like for a workout program or some type of membership that you never use. I think you need that extra step but ultimately it's finding out what works for you and sticking to that and being accountable. And my tip number five, this is a bit bro sciency, but it's really true, is to eat enough protein. This sounds like, again, just something you hear someone in university say that belongs to a frat, but it is really true, whether it's just for your overall health or for putting on muscle or, again, aesthetic goals, protein is so important. That's not to say you can't get enough from eating a plant-based diet if that works for you, but you really do need to prioritize the amount of protein you're getting in a day. This also helps with aging for other health issues or just preventing health issues altogether. 
But if you guys have absolutely no idea how much protein you should be or are consuming, that's where I think you should start. So as a general rule of thumb, because again, I'm not an expert, this is just my own research and from working with professional coaches and what works for me, a general rule of thumb is to have a gram of protein per every pound you are. Or if you want to get more in depth about 0.8 grams to 1.1, 1.2 grams per pound of body weight you have. So that's an easy number, at least just as a starting point, then you can adjust based on how you're feeling. It might be way too much, it might be too little, depending on your body. And then looking at what you're eating now. So if you absolutely have no idea you're not tracking. I'm not saying to start tracking. I'm just saying to be more mindful. So maybe if you're not plant-based and you have absolutely no sources of protein in the morning, maybe start including an egg or some egg whites, a protein shake, mixing in some powder, whether that's a vegan powder or a whey powder into your oatmeal or incorporating a smoothie are some really easy ways if you're having some sort of bowl at lunch, which I mentioned before, then adding in some tempeh or chicken or fish, something that's super easy to have protein in the meals that you're already consuming and that you like, or maybe you're already doing that, you feel great, then good for you. For me, I always focused on calories when I first started getting into fitness. Everything was about how many calories you're eating and fat was like a really big thing of how many grams of fat you're having. Is fat good for you? Is fat bad for you? But I feel like protein wasn't really talked about. And for me, honestly, I think protein and sugar are things that should be talked about more. Sugar is like the real culprit. If you're wanting to measure anything, I would suggest you start with that. When you look on the label of how much sugar is in a serving or what the ingredients are. If you're not, definitely the very first thing you should be looking at is the ingredients list and getting familiar with that. Then moving on to sugar and then you can start from there, whatever your goals are. Just being mindful of what you're eating and consuming and putting in your body. But if fitness is something you're wanting to get into, building muscle is one of your goals or just having a different body composition, you do need to prioritize the amount and the quality of protein that you're consuming and that right there wraps up part two of things i wish i knew before starting a fitness journey i hope that this gave you guys even more value than the first one or if you haven't listened go and listen to part one now i'm sure that some of these things resonated with you i hope you learned something again these are all things i wish someone told me years ago but I hope that at least this helps you earlier on in your fitness journey. We can have a conversation about other things that you guys have learned that you want to share. I would love it if you shared it in the comments on my latest Instagram post so others can see. Or if you want to send it to me directly, then I can always post it if you want to be anonymous. But just keeping this conversation going, I think there's always so much glamorization about how quickly someone lost or gained weight or changed their body. And there's so much more to it that goes into it on a physical but also mental emotional perspective and that's the conversation i really want to have with you guys 
but with all that being said i hope you enjoyed next week and the upcoming weeks we do have guests on the pod so no solo episodes for a while so that'll be nice you guys will hear less of my voice and more of some experts and some different point of views but it's nice having both but with all that being said i hope you guys have a great rest of your week whenever you're listening to this and i'll talk to you soon